Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinners, or saviors, or are they demented, love the punishment, I can't be sure. But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force to make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor. Welcome to A Talking Cast, the A Talking Cat podcast nobody ever asked for. For this very special episode of A Talking Cast, we'll be discussing yet another David Dakota Andrew Helm magic animal movie, A Halloween Puppy. I'll be your host, the improbably named Park Parkinson. And with me is... Spencer! Oh, I'm me, Spencer. <laughs> Spencer Seams and... Me! Nick Healy. <laughs> me is Nick Healy. Uh, off to and... a great start already. <laughs> yeah. Professionals! We are professionals! No, we're not getting paid for this. So, for today's special episode of A Talking Cast, three of us watched... A magic puppy, or a Halloween puppy, or the magic puppy, or the Halloween puppy. <laughs> this this has more alternate titles than any other movie I think I have seen. There's uh, also the Great Halloween Puppy Adventure that comes up as well. Oh, wow. Ooh, I ha- interesting. Okay. Five now, at least. I had not seen the, the adventure. Yeah, it's a, not, movie, this a movie is, this is good deserves here. it. A movie let's this good deserves the beginning. it. This is not an adventure. No. There's it's no not a movie here. either. No. no. No one goes on an adventure... <laughs> There's no adventuring. There's no ventures. Uh, there's and no hero. No, they go on adventure. They, well, they go on a car ride. Mm. <laughs> well, yes. This, if you are an actual puppy, this will seem like an adventure to you. <laughs> it's an adventure oh, for uh, it's an adventure for Eric Roberts. And we're on that adventure with him. Yes. Whether whether we want to be or not. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't. Nobody wants to be. Does right, this count as a movie? Ah. Uh... It's, oh, it's barely yes. over an hour. Is it a movie? Is it a movie? You well, know, with the incredibly long credit sequences, it's about an hour and twenty, right? Yep, uh, something in that neighborhood, maybe yeah. an hour seventeen, hour twenty. Yeah. Okay, so a shade under an hour twenty with two ten-minute credit sequences. Yeah. Well, the, the first credits Listen. in the beginning are about what five or six minutes. Yeah, and the actual yeah. story, quote unquote, is. Maybe an hour or so? Yeah. Maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. And they hit the pause button on that at about every five minutes. <laughs> Not in as much as a talking cat. Nick, you were saying there aren't the establishing shots? Not nearly as many. There are some. There have to be some. I mean, you have to know that you've gone from being in the porn house to being in the porn house. It's, oh, and we, yes, we're in the same house. Yeah. This is like Kevin Smith's uh, View Askew Universe, um, <laughs> but even even worse, more uh, horrible. All of these movies are interconnected, and I believe uh, Andrew Helms said that on the very special podcast uh, 
that we had with him a couple of months ago. I believe I'm glad it. we have you here for that, you and Spencer both, because I, I don't listen to podcasts, really. <laughs> I think they're a waste of time. I also don't watch movies. They're below uh, you. <laughs> I, I have better things to do with my life. I do believe Andrew Helm did say that these are all in the same universe. So the, uh, the, the family that's in the Christmas... Uh, movie. I'm not going to call it Christmas Puppy because there was no puppies in that one either. Um, hey, there's a dog in the last 10 minutes. There's a dog. Yeah, like like a 25-year-old dog. <laughs> but but that that movie, that's the Sims family that keeps getting referenced in a talking cat. So, there's so this is all happening in the same universe and apparently all like in the same house too for whatever reason. I was reason. like, if this is the same universe, does hmm. that mean these families have like a timeshare in this porn house? It doesn't. I mean, if this is maybe maybe they're like the same universe but slightly different dimensions, <laughs> like 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 in Tomorrowland. Do you think this is a a, a side dimension from the Brady Bunch? <laughs> <laughs> now, Spencer, why would you say something like that? Well, I feel like one of the Brady Bunch cast members might appear in a, well, wait, a couple let's, of these so movies. Let's, before we before we get to let's. Uh, Let's do our rundown of the movie, and we'll get into who's what, when, where, and, mm-hmm. and God, God, why. <laughs> so, I want to say when this when I first started, I thought for a moment, is this an MCU movie? Oh, the, the like Fantastic, the Fantastic Four. Four logo. Yeah, at the very start, and then we get into a a legit spooky like Halloweeny intro. These credits might actually be the best part of the movie. Right? right? Certainly certainly the most production in the movie has gone into the opening credits. Well, to me it looked like a 90s screensaver, <laughs> but, but okay, a really yeah, really yeah. good one. Except Hey, don't forget the dog barks whenever you see a picture of a dog. Yeah, like um creepy thing, creepy thing, creepy thing, puppy. Creepy thing, creepy thing, creepy thing. Adorable puppy. Were those puppies thing. dead? Like, it seemed like they were they were ghosts of dead puppies. You know, and the puppies are... Well, everything that is there, the pumpkins and Frankenstein's monster, it's, it's all like... They're all graphics and they're all in there. And then you've got these rectangular pictures of puppies, basically just JPEGs from a Google image search <laughs> that are thrown in. And they're very adorable, don't get me wrong, but, they, they, you know... All of Strawn the... stands there on the adorable. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to put your foot down, right? Yeah, I can note these are. I can note these are actual puppies, unlike the dog in the movie. Hey. You pretty interesting thing. I, I I wonder if those puppies owners were paid for the use of those pictures because that really did look like a Google image search. <laughs> Someone just did a search for puppy. Didn't even like do a filter around the puppy to like maybe block out the fact that it was a rectangular JPEG. No, they just they just put it in there, put it in their uh, whatever production software they were using. It appeared for about five or six seconds, goes away, and then you've got a werewolf appearing, or right, you know, or a or yeah. like and, monster. And in the music, you'd hear a dog barking in the in the soundtrack. Yes. So oh. you're not you're not a fan of the music? I, I kind of wanted to, you know, see if I could buy that uh, as an MP3 oh, on the iTunes store. Oh, good God. Store. That music is going to follow <laughs> me around for the next week. The first time until I, Halloween is over, at least. The first time I watched this movie, every time I hear music in this, I, I was one inch closer to going insane. <laughs> it's it's the worst mo- movie music I've ever heard. I, well, I don't I don't know if it's worse than the music for A Talking Cat. It's 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 on the same level though. Funny thing is, 
the sort of goofy music with the picks actually reminded me for a minute of like horror comedies from when I was a kid. Not like Evil Dead horror comedies, mm-hmm. but like Transylvania Six Five Thousand. You know, where it's like it's really a comedy with a couple mm-hmm. of elements of spooky movies in it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, maybe this will be kind of fun. Those hopes were dashed immediately <laughs> when the movie began with one of the many, many blue-filtered night scenes. I think there's actually, like, one tiny scene in this movie that's really actually shot at night. Everything else is day for night. Wasn't uh, one of the pool scenes? I mean, maybe one of them was a nighttime shot for real? Maybe that was... There's a spot near the end where they're filming some cars coming down a street, and I think they actually... They filmed Ah, that at night. That was actually Mm. at night. It was dark out. Um, Everything else, I think, was probably day for night. But Um, we, we start with, like, a POV shot of what looks like a ghost or something... Just flying around L.A.? Yes, like from their point of view. Yeah. Yeah, and you sort of fly around. And so it feels like this is a legit horror movie with that intro of this, like, something flying through the sky and you see its point of view. And then eventually we fly on into uh, the porn house from mm-hmm. a talking cat. And, and all, all hopes of this being a real horror movie are dashed. Yes. Very Insta- quickly. We see Christine DeBell. Well, we don't see her. For that, it's a POV shot of her. We, will, we don't know it's her yet, of something going through the house. That's and right. It's, and it actually seems kind of creepy, like a real horror movie. This yeah. didn't strike me as horror. It, it, more, it was more like creepy porn. It um, really could have been a porn up until about five minutes in. Oh, and then, then you, uh, during that part, you see a poster on the wall of just these uh, schoolgirls in like mini skirts with chainsaws. Don't we also trip. see a Don't we also see a bathtub with about five hundred and seventy eight candles around it? Yeah, just oh, yeah, just yeah. just there in this awful day for night shot. Mm-hmm. Man, the moon is bright tonight. <laughs> And blue. So someone is walking down a hallway. There's a bathtub with candles, and and there's a young man sleeping in a bed. And he looks like Justin Bieber, but tall. Yes, yes, shades of Zac Efron, uh, laying in bed. It turns out he's being woken up by by Christine DeBell mm-hmm. uh, of a talking cat. Fame. And and her best movie ever, Meatballs with Bill Murray. But the I best Bill Murray movie. X-rated Alice, and she's waking up in bed. And really, this could have been this could have been like a milf scene. I'm telling you, this <laughs> has got Brazzers up until this has got milf porno written all over it until you find out the relation. Absolutely, yeah. Until well, any even then, you even then, yeah, 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 more yeah, specialized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't look related at all. <laughs> and then and then she hands him a chew toy, and it becomes mm-hmm. very specialized. And a used chew toy. Yeah, a used chew toy. Did she clean it first, or...? Probably not. And they have a little conversation about Halloween, and he loves horror movies, and then we have a little bit of establishing of their Uh, relationship. Uh, ghoul movies? Yes. We get a little bit of establishing of their relationship, and then then we have our first jack-o'-lantern swipe. (laughs) Get used to it. I'm going to begin speeding up synopsis now. So we, we sort of establish who our characters are. There's... Adam is the son who is kind of a wastrel, who loves scary horror movie things. And then Linda is his mother, who is a vet, who wishes Adam would go to college already. And Adam's got a mm-hmm. girlfriend, Molly, who we'll meet later. They're date. No, they date. They're going to get there, but they're not yeah, going to yeah. get Spoiler they, alert. So, sorry, yeah. so yeah. So, it's so pretty clear Adam from the get-go. A, she Adam likes has it. a 
maybe a girlfriend later named mm. Molly. And Linda has an incredibly boring boyfriend <laughs> named Ted, who's played by Eric Roberts. Very predictable. Oh and my uh, yeah, the son makes fun of him because he's predictable. And mm-hmm. what what surprises me is that it doesn't occur to anybody that Ted is in fact a serial killer. <laughs> because if someone is someone appears to be as boring as he appears to be, but they look like and sound like Eric Roberts, my assumption is there are bodies in their basement. Maybe that's there, just there's you. a bluebeard situation going on, and I would be afraid. The only thing he does in that first scene when he appears. That is not at, that is not in character with being a boring person. Is he brings in like a box of donuts and he seems to touch them all with his <laughs> fingers and then lick his fingers every time. Here, have, have these already been licked donuts? He's licking, he's touching donuts and licking his fingers and doing over and over and over again. In between every line, he says, mm, uh. mm, and, and the mm. entire time, also the whole scene, his upper lip is wet. <laughs> it looks like he just like they, he had like they were trying a fake mustache on for the role and took it off, but he has the sheen of spirit gum <laughs> on his upper lip. And, but no one would talk about it the entire time. They're like, Ted's boring, and blah, 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 blah. the whole time I'm just like, why aren't you noticing that his upper lip is wet? Will someone wipe his upper lip? <laughs> it's oh, little distracting apparently. Yes, I, interesting. I found it to be so. But uh, before that, the the, the Justin Bieber kid, Adam, he uh, he has a stress dream about college, yes, and he uh, imagines he goes to college, and then and then. And he talks about film school, so it's like, wait, is he making, like, films at home or something? It turns out the whole thing is a found footage movie. (laughs) This is all Adam's project to get into film school. (laughs) Mandy's Blair Witch Project sequels get worse and worse every year. (laughs) This is is the new Paranormal Activity movie. This is Paranormal Dog Activity. (laughs) So we find out now that... uh, Ted is boring. Linda's mm-hmm. worried they're in a rut. You know, she's got her own things going on between yeah. work and her son. She's trying to get him off to college. He's, uh, I'm yeah. assuming, a senior in high school. I, I guess it's never I, clarified. I, I got the impression he was. He's been out of high school for a year or two, and and she. I got the impression he's he's too lazy to apply to college, and it's almost and like you know his senior year just started. Oh, okay. So I thought he was like 28. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, she's looking to get him the hell out of the house. Yeah. So that's all set up, and, and then we have my favorite because there's there's only four different types of wipes in this film my favorite wipe the ghost dog wipe it's a it's a ghost it's a dog it's a ghost dog and it goes from left to right it is the new star wipe every time it came on it was the highlight of the film that wasn't the credits in between shots instead of what i would expect to be kind of like star wipe technology Mm -hmm. we have it's either a jack-o'-lantern a ghost dog there's a witch What's the other one? Is there a fourth one? Uh, oh, yeah, there was the, the, the weird ghost pumpkins on a black flag mm-hmm. background. Okay, so yeah, like a, like a Halloween scene in general, but it's yeah. with jack-o'-lanterns on it. Right, so at this point, Molly, who is Adam's would-be girlfriend, comes over, mm-hmm. and Adam is doing some Halloween prep in the yard, mm-hmm. and Molly has an old spell book. Interesting. Will that come in play later? It just may. <laughs> and she wants to try out some stuff. It's somehow... She's not into horror. 
She, she likes sci-fi. Yeah, Core is boring. Despite the fact that she's clearly a pagan who's brought over a magic book, but whatever. And then we meet our... Villains. It, it, it turns out, the yeah, the villains of the movie are sort of their The local bullies that everyone is afraid of. Yes, everyone is afraid of the twins. Oh no, the twins. Or as I thought of them, Crab and Goyle. <laughs> and Adam outsmarts them. They, they're going to steal his Halloween stuff because they're setting up a haunted house in their garage. But Adam, knowing they would come over and steal stuff, because Adam is a super genius, mm-hmm. he has actually only put a few Halloween props on the top of a box, and the rest of the box is full of uh, rotty newspapers. newspapers. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Linda, his mom, comes out, and she is somehow, because she has no backbone, is not able to stop the twins from making off with the box. Adam reveals his secret plan to her after they've left. Mm -hmm. And then Linda gives, I thought, the best line of the entire movie, which is, (laughs) so, when life gives you twin lemons, you decide to make the lemons mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) Classic cinema. Gold. Uh, cl- classic uh, Helm. Classic Helm. Helm, you've done it again. <laughs> Not even Charlie uh, Kaufman could write a line that good. This, this comes after Chad, and I, I, I went back and double-checked. It was Chad. says, with all of the uh, gusto of Holy, be a good little nerd. Sheesh. Right. He says sheesh. Oh, and I call him, they, uh, the, the twins call Adam not wild because his name's wilder their last name is wild yeah and at one time at one point they refer to linda as mrs wild thing (laughs) Uh, comedy Um, comedy is killing me it's non-stop that's uh that's a level humor (laughs) so that scene that should be on the box cover but that prank though a non-stop comedy But with that prank, though, they were going through the box, so won't they have noticed? Uh, it turns out twins are terrified of the smell of rotting newspapers. <laughs> so they really just thought it was that's what Halloween props would be like for everybody. They also just seem to appear in the backyard by walking up the back lawn, uh, through the woods, taking the box, and then leaving through the backwoods. Um, it it going... almost made me miss the establishing shots from the talking cat. <laughs> so they take the moldy newspapers, they go, we get a witch on a broom wipe, which is nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice variation. Uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're really, we're mixing it up, and it feels like, oh man, I could go through this entire movie, we're going to get different wipes all along. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, we, we get rid of them, and now we have, uh, Linda is, um, well, she's still oh, wait, concerned. We have to she's... go back for a second. The twins? Do we have Billy... to? <laughs> yeah, we do. Because the twins are building a haunted house in their garage. That's yeah, important that's what, that's later on. that's what they on. want the stuff for. Uh, one of them says, I like Halloween. I like seeing little kids scream. Yeah, so, so they're clearly yeah. torturing children. Yeah, so I'm they're assuming the they're the sons of Eric Roberts. <laughs> or Eric Roberts' character. Or Eric Roberts, maybe. Maybe they're actually the sons of Eric Roberts. So they're uh, the brothers of Emma Roberts? I, you know, I, don't, I know so little about the Roberts family, other than... Emma uh, Roberts is a... She's on, um, what's that show called? Scream Queens? About the sorority. Oh! And she's in a... Yeah, and she's in American Horror Story, and she was on a Nickelodeon show called Unfabulous. Good for her for getting out. It was on when I was 13. (laughs) I liked it when I was 13. So, uh... Linda decides she wants to go away this this Halloween weekend uh, to, to uh, Molly's cabin, Molly's family cabin, mm-hmm. with uh, with Ted, because she's so worried about them being in a rut, and she wants to shake things up. Yes, our, Linda our and Molly have getaway. the longest conversation that has ever been <laughs> since the dawn of time, in which a grown woman 
looks for not the, not the last time I might add looks for advice on her love life from a teenage girl who is kind of but not really yet dating her son it is terrible uh, it is one of the more terrible parts of a terrible movie uh, also Adam is a real jerk to Molly for someone who is maybe trying to make something happen with a girl he is a real jerk face I think uh, he read the game and thought Negan's cool. <laughs> well, he does invite Molly to keep him company, and Molly says she'll find something to cheer him up. Ooh. And I have to, I have to wonder if that's a, a little oral sex. I mean, what else is she bringing to the table? That's well, going to make see, him you'd happy? think it's oral Ooh. sex, but it turns out it's a dusty old book, and it's not a dusty old book job. <laughs> they can do a spell together. Wink. <laughs> yeah, I remember my first dusty old book job. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the paper cuts. It's why the smell of library still gets me hot. (laughs) So there's some more of what my wife described as exploring a hallway music from a video game. Oh, wait, you let your wife see this too? Like, I want to stay married. I didn't show this to my (laughs) wife. As a matter of fact, both my wife and my son, who is not yet a year and a half old, (laughs) saw parts or almost all of... um, Halloween puppy or a magic puppy as it is on Netflix and uh, why are you still legally allowed to have your child then I am we're gonna we're gonna hope that uh, social services (laughs) does not hear this podcast I'm seriously concerned they shouldn't see us garbage um (laughs) Ted has at this point uh when Linda asks him to go to the cabin Ted has another one of my favorite lines where he says so Ted's boring and Ted likes being boring and Ted's afraid to not be boring that's his character. And Ted says, I appreciate you taking the bull by the horns. I just hope my horns do more than honk. <laughs> I know, that's how every, this is the second time I've done this now when I read a quote for the movie. And there is quite a pause before laughter. I, I, I honestly, because it takes the human brain a couple of seconds to sort of go... Those were words, right? Is that done? Yeah, that's that was a quote. Okay. The How thing, do you deal with that? The, the I think when when Eric Roberts is delivering the line, though, you have to wonder: Is this what was on the script? Or is Eric Roberts just sort of, you know, rambling one out at this point and seeing, let's see how this rolls? Mm-hmm. You know, given the past performances and what the rest of the script is like, I have no fucking idea <laughs> that's what that question is. So they're going to go to the cabin. Ted says he's going to, you know, meet up with her there. It's going to be uh, a family getaway. She's going to yeah. take his bull by the horns. And Ted is also hoping for a hammock or a rope swing because <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to put Linda in a sex harness, let's just say it. <laughs> oh, oh, he has the creepiest smile when he has <laughs> Yes, he does. I think there's a hammocker. I think I think we're supposed to be thinking he's going to like he wants to hang out. He wants to like relax. But all mm-hmm. I can think of is he's planning an elaborate murder. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's figuring out how he's going to get the kills in. Um, murders. He's a planning elaborate murders. Yes, yes, yeah. I want there's, I want a hammock. It's how I'm going to kill you, Linda. But is there a rope swing so I can hang your son from it? <laughs> then we go to the spell seat. Turns out. The, the book job is not as exciting as you might think, and it's just... Molly it's a literal wants to spell. Some, yes. Molly wants to read some pages from an uh, an old grimorum. Then we get a couple of Evil Dead references. Yes, yes, we have the Klaatu Verata... Necktie. Necktie. <laughs> I said them, basically, I said them. <laughs> Which is... I, I'm probably saying things that don't need to be said here, but that that itself is a reference to the day the Earth stood still. Oh, I know that. I've seen that movie. That's what the aliens say when they land on Earth. It's yeah. I think it's it's what he's it's to call the uh, the big robot alien that's gonna gonna destroy Earth in a certain yeah, amount of time. Something yeah. like that. I saw a movie in school and I really liked it. Now, Spencer, did you see the original or did you see the Keanu Reeves one. remake? 
the fifties one. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I had I had a cool teacher that showed us good movies like that. Very cool. Yeah. More to the point, Ted says a magic word himself. Neato. Neato. Yeah, it turns out <laughs> It's close enough, why in not? The... <laughs> and is that going to pay up in the the end of the movie? I don't know. Tune in. in, in, in wait, the wait, talking yeah. cataverse. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, wait until the brave bunch shows up. Meowniverse? Uh mm. Duffyverse? Duffyverse. Duffy-verse. In the Duffyverse. Okay. In the Duffyverse, their version of Abracadabra is... Neato. <laughs> <laughs> so we get these crappy lighting effects. Ted mm-hmm. says he's tired because he got hit in the head with crappy lighting effects. And, and, his, goes... and his audio is very, very echoey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he, all this happens and he goes and lays down. And, you know, Molly and Adam notice that the candle in the middle of their little seance circle of... Mm-hmm. Uh, of uh, Yankee Candles has blown out. <laughs> but that's it. Other than that, they didn't Nothing see else shit. Happened. They yeah. didn't notice the giant ball of magic. They didn't <laughs> notice the light show. Like, not that it was like, ooh, impressive special effects, but there were special effects there. We saw them. No one else seems to have. Yeah, and then the next thing you know, Ted is not a puppy. He is a full-grown Halloween dog. <laughs> yes, that is he, a dog. That is my he, notes. This is not a Halloween puppy. This is a full-grown Halloween dog. <laughs> It's a full-grown Halloween dog, and then also that may be that might be what Eric Roberts' soul looks like. <laughs> that, does, that does not look like Eric Roberts. So the, Linda comes in. It's it's Halloween morning now. Linda sees this this dog, this this not a puppy dog, a bulldog, on her couch. Immediately calls for Adam, and Adam. It, it, this is essentially the a talking cat scene mm-hmm. where they see the cat and they're like, well, I thought that was your cat. I thought that was your cat. <laughs> Linda assumes it's Adam. Adam says, I have no idea what this is. And you know, neither one of them realizes that this mm-hmm. is actually, uh, you know, Ted. You get the voiceover, so we know it's Ted. Uh, we get, also, he, yeah, he's like a Garfield that's thinking out loud. Yeah, like a Buck yes. Bundy I was thinking of. Oh, and thank God. Thank it's, God they don't move the animal's mouth. It, oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been, uh, I mean, t- maybe they didn't have the, the void mouth software available for this movie. <laughs> they couldn't uh, afford it yet. Well, I could, I, it, would, it, would make even, it would make less sense here because the dog is not supposed to be speaking in a way humans can understand. It's just, we are just getting the Halloween dog. Dog, it's a Halloween dog. It's a We're fully grown bulldog. Dogs. Yes, goddammit. We're just getting his inner, interior monologue. So we, He's we, the Sam Spade of Halloween dogs. So so, so we have this, uh, this dog who is suddenly, well, we can't leave him alone and we're going away. We have to go away. Let's take the dog with us and get in the car and we're going to leave. And who appears in the backyard with them? But the twins. And even Eric Roberts like, oh no, the twins. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is afraid of these. They're just they're they're like 16-year-old jerk kids. Like they're I'd say terrible. they're college age. We do, learn, we do learn two more things here, a couple more things here about Ted. Because he's, mm-hmm. he's trying to say things about him and how, I'm not a dog, I'm a whatever. His, his last name is Gimble. His name is Ted Gimble. So Ooh. check your, your newspapers. <laughs> uh Ted Gimble's, I've killed somebody, I'm sure. And Ted Gimble <laughs> is a CPA, mm-hmm. so he's an accountant. That's not a surprise to me at all. And and a Rotarian, also not a surprise to me at all. He has a um, goldfish named Mr. Socks. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So that's Ted right there. That's the entire... Uh, <laughs> fun. He's a I fun think, guy. I, I think I realize why I don't hate this movie. I must have blanked out, and uh, I don't remember any of what you just said. <laughs> None of it. I must have That's, just glazed over. See, well, Nick Nick thinks this is a podcast. This is actually an intervention because <laughs> yeah, we're concerned that you that you enjoy this movie a little too much. <laughs> yeah, the run up to this, we were chatting before I saw this last night. 
Nick was the one going, no, you know, it's not that bad. You know, my talking cat was, was pretty rough, but this is not that bad. <laughs> Spencer's telling me, no, it's pretty rough. <laughs> it's not a good movie. And uh, I was, Nick was I watched wrong. it sober. I watched it sober for what it's worth. So that, that just, that, that clinches the dementia for me. You've been watching too many Disney movies, man. It's like <laughs> all of the Disney direct-to-video releases have scarred you. Oh, forever. So, uh, back so, to the movie. So no. they're, they're about to leave. But before that, Adam is trying to get his maybe girlfriend to go with him. He says he wants to stay home and eat candy and pretend it's human flesh and watch three horror movies on three different screens at once. Which is appropriate because Molly's makeup job, it, it, she appears to be a zombie. Yeah. She has, like, <laughs> washed out eyes, like, clear lipstick on. She looks like a zombie. Yeah, like a new zombie. Yeah. But, like, the that's weird, right? Pretending to eat human flesh? Like, he might be a serial killer. Oh, I think they're all do, serial killers. Do you killers. think Ted's training him? <laughs> Maybe that's it. This is, this is basically the reimagining of uh, Dexter. Mm-hmm. And Ted is, like, a serial killer who hunts other killers. And he's noticed that Adam has some of the same proclivities. So he's in, he situated himself mm-hmm. into the family to train Adam to hunt. So it's a Ooh. dash of Dexter and a little bit of Hannah all thrown together in a blender. There we go. There we are. <laughs> so uh, they eventually dispatch the twins and get in the car for uh, two minutes and 25 seconds, approximately. Of, of ADR. There is so much ADR <clears throat> over the drive. Now, Andrew Helm did say that there was so much driving, they realized to break it up, they went back and they recorded uh, some extra audio for it. And and it was, I mean, after two minutes and 25 seconds, I mean, does it matter if there's audio or not? It's so much driving. You see it. You know it's just extra. It's just blah, blah, blah to make to make it more palatable. Now I'm getting angry. Like, now I'm getting angry and I'm starting to hate this movie. Damn it. We are, it was like the run-up to the worst lamest cabin in the woods movie I could have possibly imagined. Was like, that was that the poor house from a talking cat? Yes. Yes. It was. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Here, I didn't it's there. recognize it's, it without the cheese puffs. Here it's Molly's <laughs> parents' cabin. Which is not a cabin. It does not look like a cabin. It looks like a house. Yeah. Yes. It Inside, looks like a neighborhood. Also, there's nothing like there's nothing like uh, naturey uh, about it. rustic. Yeah, there's nothing like naturey rustic about this. It's terrible. Oh, don't forget on a car ride they discuss what should we name him, and they came up with Watson, Chubby, George, and Joe. It's the least imaginative. They deserve <laughs> Ted. <laughs> I wrote down they should name him Clarence because that's a good classy name. <laughs> It is a good name. I just, uh, Spencer, I just like that you're invested enough that you're like, you know, no, what's, what would be a good name for this? I would have named him Ted, because that's his name. I wish when they got to this house, Phil was walking by from a talking cat, <laughs> just doing his mashed potato walk, just... Well, I mean, if this is supposedly all a shared universe... Yeah, I mean, why not? Like, Why not so throw a, these things in? Yeah. He's a big software uh, engineer, apparently. Right, so maybe he can give the kid an internship. So yeah. so help, they help Adam get started. So they get to the house. Uh, Linda goes in. Molly and Adam go for a walk, and this is where we get uh, the uh, the the Brady Bunch connection. Uh, we, Cindy Cindy Brady. Uh, what's, yeah. what's her what girl's her real name? I don't even know. Uh, Susan Olson, I think. So, Susan Olson. Susan Olson <clears throat> in the uh, role of a lifetime appears as she, Rachel. <laughs> One hopes the role of a lifetime. There's no follow up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. There will Cindy be no grew up to be her. a witch, like Sabrina. So Rachel... She's apparently a friend of Molly's? 
uh, her I aunt, I think. Yeah, I think she was her. I think she was her aunt. Uh, I'm not really either. Family her aunt through marriage either. can't be by blood. They don't look alike at all. But but she's very interested in in the spell that they cast. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, she's uh, also um, belonging to the same pagan sect that Molly belongs to. Mm-hmm. And uh, she admonishes them for uh, not reciting the uh, the spell correctly. Right, and, right, right. And that not doing the spell correctly could have unforeseen effects. Uh, also, there's a boom mic in the shot, just for what it's worth. <laughs> I, I missed see, it, but now I've, I'm not going to go back and see. But... There, there was a shot. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This was uh, after, after that scene. There's uh, the 25 minutes or so of Linda and the puppy playing together. And when yeah. that was going on, there's huh, a shadow. Huh. Oh, but I have a question. I have a question. Why the fuck is Linda eating grass? Thank you. Thank you. Are playing together. I mean, the puppies. Where where Linda is playing with the puppy, and she's like, like, all right. It's already weird that she just watched her boyfriend pee. Um, but whatever. But she's on the ground with the dog, and the dog is eating grass. And, I and... stopped my I stopped my video and rewound it because I thought I, I thought I was seeing things. I was yes yes. I, well, I, I was I busy writing notes. Times. I never noticed that. Oh, Spencer, okay. she, she picks up like either grass or like an acorn or a nut or or grass. Of it's dirt. grass. She's eating goddamn grass. <laughs> uh, mm. Oh, oh. I've, I've watched this like three times. Sorry. <laughs> and grass, the dog just probably like slobbered over. I mean, it's a bulldog. These are not delicate animals. And probably have oh, sweat. What the fuck? What the fuck? Could have some igu in there. This was about 38, 39 minutes in when she's playing with the dog, Spencer, if you want to go back and, and uh, see something really ridiculous. I try to read, why is Linda eating grass? Exclamation <laughs> point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, over and over and over again. <laughs> I, I skipped through these things. It's just so much playing with the dog. I'm still trying to figure out why there was a boom <clears throat> mic in a shot for B-roll. You know, they weren't making any noise. Like, you didn't really pick up... Uh, on, oh, on too much you, of what they're saying. Well, you can't reshoot that <clears throat> stuff because they were doing a lot of acting with their eyes. And <laughs> Did you, you expect better from uh, David Dakota? I, I shouldn't. I guess I shouldn't. You're, oh. you're right, Spencer. I'm sorry. Spencer, you're right. There is a lot of playing with the dog. And to a point where I <sighs> think... I think this... It, it's like <laughs> ten minutes minimum. Play, playing with the puppy was and this movie's establishing shots. of. A that's one-seventh like of that the movie. There. Yeah. Just if, about. if you took out the credits... And half of the playing with the dog, <laughs> and half of the driving. You get this a, would be a well half-hour comedy. Yeah, but, but we'd still want to know why the hell she was eating grass because that makes no sense. Oh my god, <laughs> why was she eating grass? Why was she eating grass? So after they've eaten some grass, there's mm-hmm. a witch wipe, uh, and, <laughs> and, uh-huh. and later on, the kids because they have not heard from Ted, they're worried mm-hmm. something is wrong. The kids go back to the witch with the book. Mm-hmm. They take the book back to Cindy the Witch, and they have what's supposed to be a very spooky conversation, but it's on a very sunlit porch. <laughs> and uh, they're like, so you shouldn't have this book. It was a very dangerous book. Well, can we do something to fix what we did? No. Well, can you help us find someone who can do something? <laughs> no. And, and I'm still wondering why this kid is taking this seriously, but he is. He just is. Uh, so we learned mm-hmm. the magic word is neato. Because that's a magic cheat word or something. Right. It just, apparently it means a whole lot and I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, 
Adam has one of the best lines in the movie, but mm-hmm. it needs a little it needs a little touch at the end of it. Adam says at this point when when they realize that Nita was the magic word and Molly has to break the news to Adam that the puppy is actually mm-hmm. Ted. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam says, "You're telling me that we turned my mom's boyfriend into a Halloween puppy." Now at this point, <laughs> beer, beer oh, cans pop. Line. Beer cans pop. Party music plays. <laughs> that, that line, you jazz it up a little bit, and then you have like a friggin' party on it. Absolutely. That should be that should be the uh, the opening line for the trailer <laughs> for this movie's inevitable theatrical release. That you you have something like that. And then you have like I don't know some David Bowie playing on beer cans <laughs> popping, like do do like the credits to Dogville kind of thing, just with the young Americans playing over it. This this scene also something like forty minutes in we are now about yeah. 50, we're actually about fifty minutes. We're 50 almost minutes over in, fifty minutes out of out oh, of uh, hundred twenty. Sorry, out of uh, eighty. And we actually finally have our, our stakes, because apparently it was the magic of Halloween that all cultures and and and, and peoples recognize the magic of Cause, Halloween. Because uh, the, the gate between a spirit and human world is the thinnest, blah, blah, blah. Right, which makes any spell more hmm. powerful, even if you're even if you're a doofus. And that, that made the switch possible. And so they have to do this by Halloween. They have to undo the spell by, you know, today. This is mm-hmm. Halloween Day. Or he'll be a puppy forever. Which is A, he's not a puppy, he's a dog. <laughs> and B, no, eventually he'll die, right? He's not like I mean they say him maybe that's the magic. Maybe he's a magic pup maybe he's a magic puppy and that he's an immortal dog. Like, like, Duffy? like the cat from Hocus Pocus. Oh, and like, he'll live forever. Like cars will run over him, but well, Duffy's a mortal cat. Well, but he gets hit by a car. That's Duffy is Duffy's a time lord who gets hit by a car. <laughs> well, I had a theory he was Buddha reincarnated. I like Time Lord better. I think Buff, I think Duffy is the master. Adam is a truther, by the way, because he asks Rachel to prove how she could really, uh, you know, is she some wisdom dispensing witch or is whatever. That to do? Are you referring to anybody who's skeptical as a truther? He's a truther. He's a truther. Not, let's, not, let's not make that word mean that. Let's not do that. That is not what that word means. Adam, well, that is not. Yeah. Let's say he's a skeptic. Let's say he's a skeptic. He's a, he's a scully. He wants yeah, he's to, a scully. He wants to see Rachel's birth certificate is what I'm saying. And uh, he, he he makes her like he, prove he, herself. He goes along she, with it for a while before he needs proof. I know that's the weirdest yeah. thing. It's like I we're don't 50, understand. Why is he taking this seriously? We're fifty some odd minutes into it. It's like the third scene with the three of them together, mm-hmm. Adam and Molly and Rachel. And then he asks her to prove it, and she creates one of those crappy CGI electric fireballs. The that, same thing from earlier. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I'm guessing the mouth void software. Um, they they opted for the crappy CGI fireball software instead, mm-hmm. uh, and it, and they create oh, this. And Adam is oh okay, I'm good, I'm good. It's the thing is, it looks pretty. Mu- I mean, it looks the same as a lot of the magic that was mm-hmm. done earlier. But somehow now they see this. It's like a 3D spirograph. <laughs> yeah, is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But now they can see it. They blew most of the three hundred and seventy eight dollar budget <laughs> of that software. I'm convinced. Uh... So mm-hmm. uh, they they didn't they didn't do it on the talent that's for certain. Well, hey I, hey hey, I'm they got assuming that Eric Roberts alone took hundreds of dollars. <laughs> they got Sidney Brady. That's the, a big get. The donut budget was through the roof at least for the <laughs> if first. If anyone out there <laughs> would like Eric Roberts to show up for their for their birthday party, bar mitzvah, <laughs> he does weddings, you know. But not bat mitzvahs. He's weird uh, like he that. Hell. He's orthodox. Oh okay. Yeah. 
nice excuse, no Eric. Moving this shit show along, please, guys. <laughs> guys it's... We have important questions here about uh... Eric Roberts' belief. We have ten minutes left in the movie. Oh, God. But, but, uh... there's, but there's about 30 minutes left in the movie. It's just ten minutes of actual movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, Eric Roberts is doing... Is, is he? Uh, I should say Ted. Ted is really getting into being a puppy at this mm-hmm. point. He's enjoying the, the romping around. Molly uh... and Adam have to convince Linda to go back home because they're... Uh... You know, they're saying Ted uh, can't come. His car is broken again. Right, right, right. He has a surprise so, or something. So we get back in the car and more driving. Except <laughs> I just want to say, when it's the kids a... come back in, the kids come back to the cabin, quote quote unquote cabin. Mm-hmm. They realize that you know they understand now that the dog is Ted. Dog, well, the dog, the dog is Ted. Well, so Molly knew dog... the whole. Molly knew the whole time, but never bothered. Yeah, she, she had some knowing glances throughout the movie. I thought that as well. She kind of was doing this apprehensive lip bite thing. A few mm-hmm. I did. I did wonder. She she knew something was up. But but they say directly to Ted the dog. They say, mm-hmm. "Are you Ted?" And the dog <laughs> is the shittest actor dog I've ever seen. The dog gives no sign that like, yes, I'm a human being trapped in a dog's body. The dog has the same stupid, ugly look the whole movie. Yes, it's a disgusting, no... ugly bulldog. So they they realize yeah, I think the dog dog is cute if you if you think bulldogs are cute. I don't. They, they realize who the, the, that he's Ted. Well, they, well, they, she decides to tell him finally because she they, knew the whole time. And they realize they have to go home, and right. so they they. So they, now we're on. Now we're in a Halloween movie, mm-hmm. in a in a boring driving scene, going away from a cabin in the woods. Except that it's the same clips from the, in the same direction <laughs> from earlier. So we're just driving this. We're just. We just more ADR. Well, they it turns out that the porn house is also in the woods, just on the other side of town. They didn't even mm. flip it; like they didn't just you know do a <laughs> flip on the on the uh, footage, and so it looks like they're they driving in the opposite flipped, direction. They should have just run the footage backwards, <laughs> so it yeah. looked like they were driving, like they were driving back to LA in reverse. Oh God! It'd be like. So. Uh, It'd be like the uh, the Price is Right, uh, the the uh, yodeling guy going up, and then just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just run that crap in reverse <laughs> back down to the start. <laughs> so, so, so they, they drive uh, for a minute, and then all of a sudden we're in a city, which we've never been in a city, <laughs> driving down a busy street at night. The only real, night shot. The only a real night, night shot, shot yeah. the whole movie. And, and then, then uh, the twins show up because... The plot uh, needs them to show up again. Oh, and I made a note of this. It is a day for night shot when the twins show up. All of that is back to day for night. But for whatever <laughs> reason, that was a real night shot two minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, David Dakota, you son of a bitch. So the twins but, run into Molly. Molly goes back home to grab stuff for the spell. They drop her off at home before they go. The twin, Yeah, the twins take the book. So they have to go to their spooky hol- um, haunted house. In the, the garage, shittiest, <laughs> shittiest haunted house I have ever seen. It From the outside, says, like, House looked, of Horrors written above the garage. It looked like, like a creepy Photoshop on the wall above yeah. the garage. Yeah, yeah, it looked like 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 a like a meth head den from the outside. <laughs> yes, yes. It well, did. it turns out the twins have stolen the book to sell it for meth. <laughs> uh, that that would actually be a better story than where we're going. Yeah, that yeah. Would be, now we're now we're sort of a Dexter meets Breaking Bad territory. <laughs> this would be a really interesting movie. The twins basically tell them they're going to be their 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 corpses for the haunted house, so they can scare kids and kill them over and over and over again. But and they have nothing to like threaten them with. No, just no. just their brows. No, and also the 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 garage like 
it would be it would be a more interesting scene if the twins mm-hmm. actually did make a spooky garage and the garage were spooky but instead they seem trepidatious and a little scared even though they're in a place that's not at all scary and the point mm-hmm. of that is that this place is not scary because the twins are lame it's a den it's a den or a, or a, like a, a converted garage in some like a workroom yeah yeah some crappy house in the middle of <laughs> crappy nowhere a, at one point a plastic bat falls down from the ceiling and she's terrified yeah the the girl who has the spell book who right. is into the who occult, is a witch who is, is a, a witch is afraid is a of a witch. bat and a plastic spider made from like a, like a, a Kleenex box so so she uses her magic sorcery uh, she creates another crappy CGI electric ball it's the same ball every time it is it is and the twins <laughs> the twins basically go ai and run off in this essentially now the twins are bulk and skull and we are watching <laughs> And the old w- Power Rangers. One dressed like a cowboy and looks like a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> so they get the book. They go home at a in a day for night uh. shot that looks like it was shot at noon, like at high noon. The, the <laughs> moon the moon is as bright and blue as it it's is ever been. So bright, it is so bright. <laughs> and they they recite their incantation. Uh, the puppy disappears, and lo and behold, who's on the couch? <gasps> it's Eric Roberts. Now this sounds like. So they've called a demon up from the from the depths. It just looks like Eric Roberts. Mm-hmm. My assumption is that if you do a spell horribly, this should be the beginning of the movie. It should be two kids are experimenting with magic, mm-hmm. and somehow they kill their dog and call up Eric Roberts. <laughs> Horror ensues. Now that's a movie. This I This is would the first scene. Watch. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, so yeah, uh, Eric Roberts is on the couch, and Linda comes over, and somehow she's not <sighs> mad. Like, you ditched me, you never come to the cabin like you were going to, and you possibly you called my son at one point and gave him <laughs> lots of lies to tell me and got me back here, and then when I came back home, you weren't here like you were supposed to be, and instead I find you just an hour later laying on my couch? What the fuck? But he no, tells she's her... she's not mad at all. He tells her that she deserves a better man, mm-hmm. and he's going to be better for her. Oh, okay, problem solved. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to propose. Some, yeah, something, th- anything. But no, he did they said, live like, together in that house? No, he's no. got his own house. No, and they're they're only renting it because she saved some oh. realtor's dog or some crap. They, yeah, I, I was still awake in like the eighth minute when they talked about that. Um, he just <laughs> comes over every morning and brings donuts that he licks. Yeah, he comes <laughs> over every morning, brings her some donuts that he licks, and then at night he comes over with Chinese food that. Presumably, he also looks and they watch Netflix. So, so Ted's going to be better. Yeah, Netflix and chill. The original Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Roberts, he just wants to come over, watch Netflix and chill. 20 minutes into mm-hmm. Puppy and Chill, and this is what happens. <laughs> so, so Ted's going to be better, and the cherry on top here uh, the doorbell rings, the twins are back. Uh, they've returned the Halloween box of real stuff that they've taken, mm-hmm. and seeing Molly basically. Uh, get scared and run off. Oh no, she's a witch! Ah, the end. Well, and before that, we uh, see uh, we see Molly and Eric Roberts on the couch, and she's like giving him scritches, like behind mm-hmm. the ear. He's like, "Oh yeah, higher, higher!" Oh, like he's a dog. So basically, <laughs> this entire movie was the story about how a, a bored middle-aged couple in a rut discovered puppy play. <laughs> And it and it and it brought the put the zing back in their relationship. Oh, that's well, the movie. That's the well, movie. That's the, the movie, movie ends with Molly 
being like, we should date or whatever. And Adam's like, okay, but if I say no, I can turn me into a frog. And she's like, I might. He's like, uh, okay, let's date. <laughs> so then she scares him into dating. Yeah, and then it... we have the credits in which we watch everyone's most boring images mm-hmm. uh, of every actor doing nothing. <laughs> Literally, they're, they're doing things like, uh, oh, this is a chew toy I'm holding in my hand? I mean, the most boring shit. And then after those are done... Don't forget uh, that uh, the dog, the, the puppy in the movie is named Muffin. That's his Muffin. actual name. And then we just have... <laughs> The rest of the credits are interspersed between credits of people who are in the movie and then the dog and Christine DeBell just hanging out. And as it goes on, the clips of the dog get longer and the clips <laughs> of the credits are getting shorter and yeah. further between. I never watch like, the credits. Dog, uh... dog, 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 dog. Gaffer Frank Garbutt. Dog, <laughs> dog, 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 dog. Zach Cuddleback. It was good to see Maui Holcomb getting work again. Right? <laughs> I couldn't sit through the credits once. Once I saw it, it is over, I skipped through the credits again. I watched it all, man. It's painful. I'm, I'm a completist. Ugh. It's a disease. I had to watch the entire thing. It was nice to see Christine DeBell frolicking around on her knees outside of the Alice in Wonderland <laughs> appearance. I'll say that much. Yeah, I, I, I'll say it. Christine hmm. DeBell is a milf. <laughs> Christine DeBell is a tri- not like it. Uh, now this is not the same kind of. Milfness as the boy next door, Milfness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no one here for ladies to look at, unless you're uh, uh, I mean, not straight ladies. There's if you if you like looking at dudes, there is nothing here for you. Adam but, looks like Justin Bieber a little bit. So you're uh, saying the twins don't do it for you there, Park? <clears throat> no, not none of the no. These particular boys next door have uh, <laughs> nothing of the the zip, the zazz, the attitude, the arms. Of uh, <laughs> of our titular boy next door in, from from the from the cast of the, the the cast next door, these sort of punk versions of the Winklevi um, <laughs> are just lame and boring and obnoxious. Again, bulk and sculpt. Let's not but, forget though. But Let's I, not forget. I actually I, I am developing a slight. This could be evidence of brain damage. I am mm-hmm. developing a slight crush on Christine DeBell. I don't think that's necessarily brain damage. I mean, that's it's sensible. more like Stockholm Syndrome. You've been exposed <laughs> to her in a couple of movies now. I mean, you start to you start to see you seeing her so much. I mean, th- there's that person you've worked with for years and years that you never looked at that way, and then you look at him one time, and then all of a sudden, oh no, that that's, this sounds like every bad like rom com that ever exists. <laughs> ne- never mind. Um, yeah, there's not a lot going on here for the uh, for the ladies to look at. If you like dogs, Muffin, if you like bulldogs, Muffin is cute. Spencer obviously doesn't like bulldogs. <laughs> They're Muffin disgusting. More, I will say Muffin has more personality than, than Duffy. That, that is absolutely true, but, but that's because he's a dog, and cats are notoriously cat-like. I, well, I am a cat person. I am too. I, I also like dogs. Did, but, you just, uh, did you just say you're a furry? <laughs> no, I, I have... Are you, are you a cat a person like Malcolm McDowell? See, you can't see me. We're on Skype, but I am actually a cat person. I'm really just a cat. I am a talking cat. Oh. Uh, are you no, a Malcolm I, McDowell from that movie from the 80s? The cat people? Yeah. No, I have... Uh, my wife and I have two cats. I like cats. I enjoy cats. That cat, though, had, like, no personality. It also did not look like it gave a shit <laughs> about anything going on around it. Not like in an imperious way. Just mm-hmm. I just don't care. 
No, it yeah. was the worst. It was the worst cat that ever that ever existed. Dog, dogs are definitely easier to engage with. Yes. Yeah, they're pack animals. They want to be your be- your best friend yeah, at all they times. They want you to like them, and they and and the sh- and it showed. Like the dog was, you know, was was lovable as as bulldogs go. It mm-hmm. was a shitty actor dog, or had a very bad handler. Because at no point were they like, <laughs> "Don't blame like, the like, dog, blame the owner." Uh, oh, again, when they're like, <gasps> "Ted, is that you?" <laughs> the dog just goes, <laughs> like they didn't get a reaction out of the dog to make it no. seem like Ted was trying to speak with him. Bulldogs aren't known, though, for being... Expressive. uh, Expressive (laughs) and uh, athletic Mm -hmm. and, you know, basically they kind of walk five feet and then go... (laughs) And that's pretty much the end of it. Sinus trouble because their snouts are too short. And you you have to clean the ruffles in between the ruffles on their face because it gets sweaty. They're genetic nightmares. I mean, I love them. They're cute (laughs) to me, but they're genetic nightmares. You know, the worst kind of dog that you could possibly be acting against <laughs> is the dog that's going to walk four feet and mm-hmm. essentially fall over and die. Well, as, as as Ted, as a dog, at one point says, when they're, they're going to go run, they have to go run to get the book back from the mm-hmm. twins. And they're like, you stay here. And Ted's internal monologue response is, <laughs> yeah, my legs are four inches long. What do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> and, that, was, yeah. that was kind of funny. Yeah. Good, good on you, Eric Roberts. You are a shitty dog. Yeah, you can't run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the movie had a, like, a sort of a theme with commitment that it followed through with. I think the real theme of commitment is anyone who's seen it needs to be committed. <laughs> I'm going to stand by my, it was about, it was about a couple discovering puppy play. It was almost a movie about a kid to going to. back their sex life. Yeah, they dropped the whole thread of Adam wants to be a filmmaker pretty quickly. Yeah, there was a sense that, like, Adam needs to do something with his life. This is actually, this is from A Talking Cat, too, right? There was a kid in yeah. there who, like, needs to do something with his life. Or two kids, actually. <laughs> life. Yeah, this is there, too. Yeah. But, but Adam one... specified, I want to be a filmmaker, go to film school. And then they spring it up maybe two scenes, and it's like, oh, I guess he doesn't care about making movies again. <laughs> I was almost waiting <laughs> at the end for that sort of, like, and this is the movie he made. It's sort of like what a book ends with. <laughs> A book ends with that, and then I wrote that book. Yeah, it's, this it's is the book you're reading. It's like he read Robert Rodriguez' Rebel Without a Crew, and then he got into it for, like, I don't know, a week, and then he got bored. That would have been great if at the end of all of this, he he's an older man sitting in a chair with the back to us, and he turns around... And I am the mm-hmm. man who wrote that. And, <laughs> and then, like, he just... turns around and it's a dog, and he says, oh, "That dog was me." <laughs> I was gonna say it's an older person, and then like you, you see him getting like pelted mm-hmm. with cream pies or, or tomatoes and or something. Boo! Your story sucks. <laughs> now I'm thinking of uh, uh, Stand by Me. It's kind of what you're, that's how you're imagining the last scene. It's like the last scene is like he's typing on his computer about like what happened yeah. to all the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, that, so... that, might have, that might have made it better, but not well, that, by well, that, much. That brings me to my, the question I was going to ask you guys. What? Let's let's play. What could have saved it? What, I have what do an you idea. think could have saved this movie? A couple of rewrites idea. on the script. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> rewrite it. I would just have Eric Roberts play every role. <laughs> I would have him be both twins. I'd have him be Molly. I'd have him. I'd have him put on like a dog costume and pretend to be a dog. <laughs> like, now, let's just go full full bore here. Let's just 
Ted is is not a mm-hmm. real dog. He's 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 just Eric Roberts in a friggin' costume. Oh, like that, that, the, there's a TV show. What is it? The uh, Wilfred. Wilf, Wilfred. Wilfred. Yes. Wilfred, the TV show. Yeah. It's really. It's really. I mean, that that's an interesting show. It ran four mm-hmm. seasons in America. It's the a Austra- great show. I, I watched every episode. The Australian version. Uh, was interesting too. They got a lot darker in America than I thought they were going to. But, yeah. Uh, either way, it's um, it, it, you know you can do that. You can have it be where you know that was a premise mm-hmm. that you might say is thin, but it ran for four friggin' seasons on TV. Yeah. There, was a, there was a play version of that too, where it, it was I think it was a man had a had a female dog, mm-hmm. and it was and it was on stage, and it was actually played by a woman. With, Are like, you... wearing, like, floppy ears and, like, with, like, a spot and stuff. Are you and... just thinking of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats at this point? <laughs> <laughs> that ran for, like, 20 years on Broadway Park. You, this, this is not Angelical obscure. dog sits on your lap. No, no. It was, it was, uh, I can't, not remember the name of the play right now. I did not see this. I saw ads for it. But there was, but there was, uh, it was, it was about a guy and his... Yeah girlfriend but he had a dog and the dog was played by another woman and that was kind of the joke was that he mm-hmm. sort of already had this one relationship in his life and he was trying to work out work on this other one and it was you know it was a comedy sounds good unlike Slash this horror. movie <laughs> yes but it was better even if i didn't see that play but i bet that play was a better movie <laughs> than uh than a halloween slash magic of the puppy i would I would uh, I would keep the script, but I would give it to Werner Herzog. Oh, that'd be much much better. I stare into the face of the puppy. <laughs> Others see playfulness. I see only death and despair. <laughs> I'd replace Molly with Amber Benson because she reminded me of Amber Benson, but with no talent. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And I have I met Amber Benson in person, so I know she's a cool person. Or, Nick, I like your idea of Eric Roberts playing everybody. I would have a mm-hmm. world in which everybody was played by Eric Roberts except <laughs> for Christine DeBell. <laughs> that would be horrifying. If you yeah. imagine you're the one <laughs> human being in a world of Eric Roberts's. That's some Twilight Zone level stuff right, right there. Yeah. Right? That's some scary shit. No, uh, that'd be... I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Park is happy about it because it leaves his new favorite MILF in the mix. <laughs> she has, she does have like, she looks like cute and kindly like, I like her. She has, she, she, she looks has like Mickey Rourke to me a little bit. <laughs> and, well, and Mickey Rourke is just what I find attractive. Don't judge me. Okay. We all like leather. <laughs> no, I, I actually think Stabelle is somewhat talented. I, it's hard to tell. It's, you know what? It's, let's be honest. It's very hard mm-hmm. to gauge any of the actor's talent in this movie. We've all seen good actors with mm-hmm. bad directors turn out bad work. Yeah. You know, look at Natalie Portman in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I forgot I would she did that. Not. If you just saw her as Amadala, especially in the first movie, you'd just think Natalie Portman was a very bad actress. But I've seen her do really well. Black Swan. Well, she was fantastic. that's her, her one good, good role. I don't think she's. She's okay. You know, even in even in Garden State, which I don't particularly like that much, and I know it's kind of mm-hmm. become the thing to rag on, especially her manic pixie dream girl character. Not she's um, embarrassed by it. Yeah, I mean, for reason. But I think even that shows that like she mm-hmm. has like range and she has talent. It's yeah. just that some actors require a good director. Some actors, I think, don't. You, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. 
there are actors who in Star Wars and even the prequels turned in decent performances despite being directed by George Lucas. Maybe Uh, I'm wrong, but I don't think Nick Cage really needs a good director. He's consistently interesting in most things. (laughs) He is... When Nick Cage turns on the crazy or is, like... Or really commits... Well, he always, like, fully commits. I never... I never seen yeah, a Cage Nick, movie where Nick well, Cage turns the crazy up to eleven on the first day of production, and he just goes into it like that, and you can see it. You can see his commitment level is much higher mm-hmm. than it should be, and and you almost respect him more for it. Yeah. Whereas this this movie that we're talking about for. <laughs> Seemingly longer than the movie itself. We've already um, spent. We have already spent more minutes talking about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly. And yeah, you know, it's it's just a bad movie. With a, I, I admit it now. It's a bad movie. It's a bad script. I've changed my mind on it. I, Nick ta- is ta- talking about talking about it made me realize mm-hmm. how bad it is. Maybe maybe I was just in a good mood the day I saw it. I, I don't know, but it's a bad movie. It's it's a it's a bad script. It's bad acting all around. It's bad direction. It's the bad music, day. oh, the music bad is horrendous. One eighty on this movie. Everything about it, it, it. Look, it's still better than the Christmas Puppy. Whatever. Oh whatever God, it, it is. I need to it, never see that. We'll be back in two months for Parks hosting of the Christmas Puppy episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm so afraid. It's 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 horrible and and it's so much more of... boring. It's just the most boring experience you'll ever have watching a movie. But this movie, people show up and they they recite the lines and there's some you know there's some B roll with the car and and the, and the ADR and mm-hmm. there's there's Christine DeBell eating grass for some godforsaken <laughs> reason and and, it, and why does she eat grass? I don't I don't know. I can't, <laughs> there's no rational explanation. <laughs> But it's just, you know, if if Nick Cage was here, going full bore, going going crazy up to eleven and running with it, it could be it could be better. But instead, you've got uh, Eric Roberts, who is more sober than he was during his talking cat <laughs> lines. Yeah. Um, but who knows how sober? So re- really, what, what I want to see now is a Halloween movie mm-hmm. where like Nick Cage is a good wizard, and Eric Roberts is an evil wizard, and they square off. Whoever wins, humanity loses, kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want Nick Cage to win. Nick Cage is the good guy. But it, like, sort like basically, I would like them to redo um, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, maybe. But, like, forget the kid, the, the Jay Baruchel, forget him. It just should be Nick Cage versus Eric Roberts. And Eric <laughs> Roberts, because he's, you know, he underacts pretty much all the time. You don't, he should be, like, the, the underspoken, underplayed villain. You don't see mm-hmm. him very much throughout the movie, just, like, in the final confrontation, like, little bits and pieces here and there. And, uh, and have Nick Cage turn the crazy up to 11. There's my <laughs> rewrite of the Halloween puppy. It's a little different. I know I dropped some things and added some things. I don't think you can save this movie. <laughs> but everything we've discussed is a better version of this movie. Yeah. Yes. Short, short of even not filming it. Not filming it is a better version of this movie. <laughs> and just getting just getting a dog, mm-hmm. a puppy, maybe an actual or, puppy, or a dog that could act that you could like, or maybe a better handler, whatever it was. Uh, all right, so. So let's say you've watched a Halloween puppy, or you, or you haven't. Let's say you just heard this. I hope you haven't. For what it's worth, <laughs> people, I hope you haven't. Let's it's say you not, just heard this. But, but, it's not worth an hour and 20 minutes of your life. But you're still jonesing for that 
Halloween puppy boots. Yeah. So you want to know, well, what else can I watch? Well, I thought I would go through a couple of things that Netflix suggests. The powers that be suggest Mm -hmm. Netflix, Amazon, and IMDb that you could watch instead of uh, a Halloween puppy that aren't crap. Mm -hmm. Um, So like Halloween movies for children that are good? Well, one thing I learned looking for this is how many animal movies there are for children. Like, I'll just give you a quick rundown of Netflix mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, there's Zoe to the Max, which is about a foster kid rescuing a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Step Dogs. Uh, the, Disney's Super Buddies, which is an Air Bud, I think. So, yeah. I was going to ask if we had an Air Bud-themed uh, <laughs> film, yeah. because that just seems right down the... Right in the right place for there, for kids. Yeah, there's like six of those buddies movies. Yeah, the Adventures of Bailey, a night in Cowtown, which is about a dog apparently in a town of cows. I'm not mm-hmm. reading through these. Beethoven's Treasure Treasure Trail, which sounds <laughs> which sounds like a terrifying porn. Please, <laughs> please tell me, please tell me Charles Grodin's in that one too. <laughs> Oh, uh, only. I, if the, I assume it's like the same family, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not Charles Grodin. Um, uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua Three. Uh, it's just it's, they apparently made a third one of those. Um, a Christmas puppy, uh, Easter Bunny puppy, um, uh, Spooky Buddies. There's like a um, Air Bud Halloween sequel. Mm-hmm. It's all about like the children of Air Bud. Oh, there's a Airbud one with wrestling, where a puppy uh, is, a, is like a wrestling champion and beats fully grown human men. Uh, but there's, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a talking monkey who's the manager in it. Abner the Invisible Dog, uh, Golden Winter, which is about mm-hmm. it's Winter's Golden Retrievers. Shannon Elizabeth is in it, so we should all feel sorry for her. Um, just a ton of of these movies. I'm just I'm kind of calling from here from the all the sources I mentioned that mm-hmm. all look very very terrible, um, and there are a few sort of in there like other kids Halloween movies. Again, mm-hmm. they're all really bad. One title I thought worth mentioning is "My Stepbrother Is a Vampire." <laughs> it is "My Stepbrother Is a Vampire!" Exclamation point! Question mark! Exclamation point! Like we all know, it should be written, um, which it looks like a crappy you know vampire. You know, parody movie. Mm-hmm. Nancy has a new stepbrother, Victor, a goth guy who dresses in black and wears sunscreen, and um, he's a vampire. So it's kind of, it's not a, it's not a kind of like uh, Fright Night, but like it's your stepbrother instead of it's your creepy neighbor. So basically, what you're saying is, if I understand you correctly, <laughs> parents parents should just show their kids it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, on repeat because there's nothing out there that's good. Well, yeah. Well, the, yeah. What I learned from this or is even you okay. can't you can't follow the. I mean, first of all, <laughs> Netflix has two gave two stars to to a magic puppy, which is I gave it one star. Friggin' travesty, um, <clears throat> terrible. Uh, it's got two and a half stars mm-hmm. on Amazon and uh, four and a half stars on IMDb. So the rating system is broken. You cannot trust <laughs> the powers that be. You should listen to us instead. So I want to ask you guys, mm-hmm. Spencer, Nick, what are what are some other Halloween 
specials or like Halloween kids movies or like slightly kooky, creepy Halloween movies that you like? I'll start. Please. Uh, Beetlejuice. I saw it for the first time this summer and it's a fantastic movie. This is where Nick and I feel old again. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, but, yeah. T- Tim Tim Burton is actually just a good director to go to for this. Between uh, between Beetlejuice and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, not that I really enjoy. Nightmare's Nightmare kind Before... of a bad movie. I didn't really care for it, but some people love it. Oh, I know. Uh, I went to high dear... school with those people. <laughs> uh, I like Nightmare. Okay, I actually thought Corpse Bride was a better movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even though by the end of it. Uh, it, Tim Burton's color palette is just mm-hmm. very, very restricted. And by the end of Corpse Bride, I was ready to slit my own wrist to see some red. <laughs> oh, I, it's a yeah. good movie. Like it's like that. That's me and like my personal issue with his, like one of his ticks. It's, yeah. it's, it's a good movie. And and oh, movie. Uh, I'd say uh, Frankenweenie, the one from a couple of years ago, the stop motion one. Oh yeah, yeah. That movie made me cry three times. Aww. You know, I'm going to go classic style. If your kids are a little bit older and you mm-hmm. want to give them something that is uh, a little spooky but also very funny, just give mm-hmm. them Mel Brooks. Give them Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a classic. Um, you get some good old Gene Wilder. You get um, Gene Hackman in that one scene. You, you, yeah. get, you get one of the funniest movies of all time <laughs> and in, in black and white, so yeah. it'll... it'll, it'll and it, it won an, be, yeah, and it won an it, Oscar. It might be a hard sell to kids because, you know, most kids, they see something that's not in color and they, the eyes start mm-hmm. rolling immediately. Yeah. But why beat around the bush? Why not go just go for something that is stands the test of time? It's a 42-year-old movie that you could turn on today and it still will make you laugh like it did the first time you saw it. And there actually hmm. isn't. I mean, there's the only a couple of dirty jokes in there. But if they're too young for them, they're too young to get them. They'll be yeah. too young to get them. Exactly. Uh, so I really wouldn't worry. Um, yeah, I'm not saying show them Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I'm saying this, you know, this, you know, if you're going to pick films that came out I disagree. that you, year. You can show kids Blazing Saddles. That's a I classic. I saw Blazing Saddles when I was a kid, but I've, I, I watched a lot of movies I shouldn't have watched. Things, things were different because I saw it when I was a kid, too. Things are different. I saw it when, when I was we 11, I loved, and I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, though, when you were 11, I think Park and me were in our 30s. <laughs> yeah. I saw it, I, I probably saw it when I was quite little. I mean, I remember, I, I saw a lot of movies too young. I, I saw Jaws, I think, when I was like five. Both of those, I think the um, Frank and Weenie, the Tim Burton stuff is really good. Beetlejuice is fantastic. Um, well, early then, Tim Burton stuff. Uh, yeah. And Young Frankenstein totally stands the time. And, it, and I loved that when I was a little kid. I, I think, I think... One of the problems with the sort of this, now I'm getting preachy, but this genre of film, this like little kids film, mm-hmm. is that it assumes that little kids, like if they see a thing that's too old for them, mm-hmm. they'll automatically be turned off by it and not want to get engaged. When really, I think most kids instead want to, they want to get into it. They want to, you know, step up if you challenge them. And I, I actually would totally go with uh, Young Frankenstein, which also has like Marty Feldman being goofy and making <laughs> funny faces and... You get Yeah, there's... There's goofy uh, uh, what's her name? Madeline Kahn, who is who was a comic genius. Madeline Kahn in a Mel Brooks movie is one in any one of them that she was in. Yeah, is, is yeah. a worthwhile performance. You can't Absolutely. go yeah, you can't go wrong with Mel Brooks. Well, early Mel Brooks. Another, I wasn't going to suggest this, but I'll add this to it because uh, Madeline Kahn, Clue, 
is a really good, fun oh, yeah. Halloween movie. It's a murder mystery. I um, saw it when I was like 10, and I, it was a little too over my head, but I still liked it. Yeah, I, and it's exactly it. I think even if it's like you don't get the things, the fact that everybody is acting mm-hmm. fast and running around and watching adults be silly is funny when you're little. So another, so another take on this kind of uh, recommendation. Another movie that's kind of a body swap movie, but not really a body swap movie. And I don't see it, uh, and also has multiple titles. There's a movie from the 80s called Willy Millie. Never heard of it. No one else knows this. Uh, You've lost me. I'm your age, and you've lost me on this. uh, (laughs) So, I remember this movie when I was a kid. It's called Willy Millie. It's also called Something Special, or I Was a Teenage Boy. It was made in 1986. And it's about a girl who does a magic spell, and the next morning she has a penis. <laughs> uh, hence, I was a teenage boy, and it's around the same time as like just one of the guy, like you know those those mm-hmm. like all the body swap movies, the Thirteen Going on Thirty, the gender switching body mm-hmm. swapping movies, and any switching, you know, Dream a Little Dream sort of stuff. It was really cute and funny, and I would be really interested actually to watch that again. I haven't seen that in like it's been almost thirty years since I've seen mm-hmm. it. At least been at least twenty years since I've seen it. It'd be really interesting to go back and watch that again in like present day you know, what we know now mm-hmm. and what is common knowledge now mm. about gender identity and trans issues. Well, on that note, i like to suggest um, Sleepaway Camp. No, I'm kidding. Don't watch Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not worth sitting through. You, you almost killed Park there. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch Sleepaway Camp. It's, uh, ugh, it's just not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you are looking for a just for kids movie, uh, just for little kids, I really enjoy. I bet you guys have seen this, or uh, <coughs> one of you guys, I bet. Uh, Halloween Tree. Halloween Tree. Uh, What's that? It's a animated movie. It's about an hour and between an hour and an hour and a half. I think it was like an hour and a half to two hours with lots of commercials on television. Mm-hmm. It's uh, written and narrated by Ray Bradbury. Interesting. And it's all about. Halloween and like how different cultures handle Halloween, but it's through the adventures of these kids. And there's a character who's kind of like Death, who looks like an old man, who's sort of their villain and sort of their guide through Halloween adventure. And uh, he is played by your favorite and mine, Leonard Nimoy. Ooh, I want uh, to see this now. Sounding not at all like Leonard Nimoy. It's available on Amazon for a couple of bucks. Uh, or if you're if you're disreputable, I bet people out there could find a way to get a... There are some fans. Anything with Ray Bradbury, you know, there are some sci-fi fans who are going to make that available here and there online. So that's my suggestion. If you're looking for Kids Halloween Fair... Oh, I, I still have another one. Um, I guess it's kind of a horror movie. Teen Witch. Oh, yeah. That's a terrible movie. It's really fun. <laughs> we did a, we did a group watch that uh, with some friends on Netflix. That is... It's worth fun. watching. It's a It's a weird, interesting, fun, goofy witch movie. With a that great a, rap song. That is an unfinished movie. If if you're are looking for a movie with a conclusion where all of the characters like you understand what happens to them at the end. Well, nothing can top that. Don't watch Teen Witch because <laughs> it makes no sense what happens. But isn't Zelda Rubenstein in that? Yeah, she's like the queen, the older witch or whatever. Yeah, that she goes to for help. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a like a Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You would think movie. It is not. Well, I feel like we're we're running out here. 
to the end. I I am spent. I I've had a long journey between mm-hmm. not hating this movie and <laughs> starting to hate this movie. <laughs> And uh, it, it t- it's taken a lot out of me. I need a cold shower. Uh, I, I, might, I, might, I might need an adult beverage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, at least as an intervention... It was have, successful. Uh, yeah, we've done a lot. I, I, I'm happy that this intervention worked. Thank you both for, for staging it for me. <laughs> All right, anytime you have a problem, come to us. I will do so. Uh, and if I ever want to feel... If I start feeling too young, Spencer, I'll call you up. <laughs> All uh, right. You will put me in my place. <laughs> I don't mean to do that, but I can't help being the young and useful. Ah, that's okay. We still love you. <laughs> Get over here, you knucklehead. No. <laughs> Go away, Grandpa. <laughs> uh, both of you get off my lawn. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this special episode of A Talking Cast. I have been your host, Park Parkinson, and with me have been... Spencer Sames, guest number one. And... Guest number two, Nicholas Healy. Woo. See ya later. Minute by minute. That's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin. This has been a very special Halloween puppy episode of A Talking Cast. Your host was me, Park Parkinson. Edited by Park Parkinson. Music by Casey Trimble. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive Producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Pictures. A Halloween puppy is owned by Rapid Heart Pictures. No infringement is intended.